And welcome to the podcast. I'm Ross. I'm Phil, and this is Ross and Phil's wrap up of 2019. Yay! <laughs> Fireworks and workshop. Great. This is our traditional Christmas Day podcast um, that we deliver to you as our present to you on Christmas Day. Um, so when you get bored eating turkey uh, and watching the Queen's speech, you can listen to this. Does she still do the speech? Is that Every like- fucking year. Jesus Christ, what's this so <laughs> She must, she literally must be like, like, I, I was like, I was saying to Zoe last night, I bet that just once she'd like to be able to walk into a room without like having to have like manservants and people opening doors. And at 96 or 97, wherever old she is, she must be like, oh, for fuck's sake, can't I just walk into a fucking room by myself? I'm willing to believe that she's a bastard for a Mars bar. She's just like, I just, everyone just leave me alone. I've won a Mars bar and a tea. I've had enough. I've had it enough of you cunts. Can you this is our alternative, um, uh, alternative Queen speech. Um, basically, uh, over the next hour, we will break down our best and worst of 2019. I will also do my my traditional annual awards. Um, you will hear us use the punt rule. Simply put, if I mention a film at number ten and Ross has it at number three, uh, Ross can punt which means that I won't discuss it until we get to um, wherever Ross has it in his list and vice versa. That just that just basically means we don't repeat ourselves, which is nice, right? Is, is it an issue if I have a certain intergalactic battle film on one of my lists? Because you haven't watched it yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not an issue. Just don't give anything away. I won't. But no, it's fine. Hey, it is it is it is what it is, right? Um, of course, <clears throat> we have one major issue that we have to get out of the way before we start. Um, we we've got to apologize, Ross. Oh, yeah, no, I know I've had to take that out, haven't I? We we've been slagging off Holmes and Watson as the worst film of twenty nineteen. Yeah. It was definitely the worst film I saw in twenty nineteen. However, it was yeah. a twenty eighteen I don't know how I missed that. I was I so know. convinced. I, I was 100% sure it was New Year's Day. Yeah. Yeah, so. Um, to be fair, in, <laughs> Tim Tinternet says otherwise. So, fuck you, 2018's Holmes and Watson. Yeah, I mean, I can't remember what I put as last year's worst film, but whatever it was. Oh, Cloverfield Paradox. Oh, okay. I was probably there with you or similar. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so 100%, Cloverfield, you got rescued last year by Holmes and Watson. Yeah. Hooray. Which does mean we have a surprise at the top, i.e. not the film that we've been slagging off all year for me. So that's a bit of an interesting one. So yeah. let's 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 start with the dross. Yes, okay. Let's start with uh, the films we did not enjoy this year. Um so how are we gonna do this? We're gonna go kind of ten through to three, alternating, obviously. Um with I thought it's, I thought it's, I thought it's ten to four. Ten to four, much. sorry, ten to yeah. four. Um, in relatively lack of detail. Yeah. And kind of three, two, one. Uh, we'll, we'll give a little bit more detail around. Um, I will throw in some dishonourable mentions as I do each year. Um, films that were crap but not quite crap enough. Um, and that's it really. And then we, you know we'll, we'll do the same with the then we'll do the awards and we'll do the the, the 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 good films of the year and we'll end it on a on a happy note and 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 go forth. How's are that? You, just before we do that, are we doing villain of the year? Oh, oh! I forgot we did, we used to do that, didn't we? Hero and villain of the I year. Have, I have a very specific villain of the year. Okay, and it's huge. 
Okay, I can take. I can take. I can do hero and villain of the year. Um, I'll have to come up with mine as we go. I've done about the hero, but I can definitely do the villain. Okay, I can probably come up with the hero. Cool. All right. Well, let's kick this off. So, <clears throat> dishonorable mentions for worst film of the year for me: Velvet Buzzsaw, Into the Ashes, Killer Sofa. I mean, how can you? Fuck? But surely, but surely that's going to be obviously just. No, but nah. like, it could have been good. It could have been good, bad. Do you remember, like, like, like when we used to see films like um, uh, Monster Man about the monster? Yeah, killer. of course. That of course. was shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was entertaining as fuck. Killer Sofa was just boring. Um, Charles Play 2019. Cruel. Oh, I, like I really like Charles Play. You I thought Cruel was, was Cruel bad? Thanks. I thought Cruel. I thought Cruel was a bit one note. I can't even I remember it. That's the problem. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Pet Cemetery. Mm, right. Gemini. Like I haven't watched it yet. Triple Threat. I really liked it. But... The Banana Splits movie. I haven't seen it. Trial by Fire. This is a lot of honourable mentions. I haven't seen Duba. it. Uh, Rabid yeah. and Angel Has Fallen. Those are my dishonourable mentions. Wait, Angel Has Fallen? I really yes. liked it. I thought it was the best of the three. I mean, but that's like damning with faint praise, right? <laughs> Maybe, but I thought it was a really solid action. Congratulations, movie. you're the best slow fat person nah, in the world. Well, I thought, I thought it was a good action film. You'll have to agree to disagree on that one, Mr. West. Any yeah, dis- dishonourable mentions your side? Nah, there's no point. <laughs> well in that case let's kick off with your number 10 which are we just doing a water that are we yeah okay number 10 yeah i actually found it quite hard to do a, a worst 10 only in as much as my my worst fives have stayed fairly consistent barring one or two entries here yeah. and there so it hasn't been like a massive list um and i mean really bad and i mean excruciating and even to be fair number 10 isn't the worst and we've said this before already i just didn't like it and it had too many issues for me which is captain marvel it's not uh, the worst yeah. it's it's probably doesn't deserve to be in the top for worst 10 but i genuinely couldn't find anything else that i found noteworthy enough to be bad if that makes sense can i be honest yeah i've got that came out this year yeah that was definitely this year um x-men Dark Phoenix is my number 10 punch, um, punch. <laughs> <laughs> okay um go on your number nine uh hobson shaw Okay, yeah. I don't, I don't think it's a list, list, but I get it, right? I don't, I don't think there's a lot to say about any of these to be honest. Uh, my number sure. nine is a definite punt for you, which is Anna. Uh, yes, that's a definite punt. Your number eight? Uh, fighting with my family, which I found to be oh, See, we are so... We are so diametrically opposed on that. It that had good my top five it. all year. That's crazy. It Like, like... It had good things in it. I like the guy who played Jack, like the bright, he's brilliant. Like there were some good things in it, but I thought it was absolutely wretched. <laughs> I thought it was a wretched film. I can't see how you could think it was wretched. I genuinely don't. You weren't in the cinema with me when we were watching it. <laughs> it's absolutely terrible. It's terrible. Um, number eight for me is Close. Oh, I haven't seen um, it. The new movie replaced one, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's fucking awful. And it doesn't help that it's another example of someone in a film that can't hold a gun. Right, yeah. She's a close protection specialist. Who can't hold guns. Who can't fire a gun. And you're just like, well, that's me out of this film completely. Yeah. You're number seven, sir. So it's that film Serenity, which is just terrible. Not not the real Serenity, the other Serenity. Not the Matthew McConaughey one. It is that one. It's that one. Was that this year? Yep. Jesus. He said, now check IMDb to be safe. (laughs) 
uh, as far as I remember. I mean, it's uh, been it was been in my it was been <laughs> in my my worst fives a couple of times, isn't it? I, I, I'm going to be honest. It does say it says 2019 on IMDb. Fine. I have no interest. Literal no it's interest. It's absolutely just excruciating nonsense. Um, three from hell for me. I, I still want to see it. I still want to see like, it. Like, like Rob Zombie basically shits on his last few decent movies. It's yeah. just so tedious and so amateur. And he needs to stop putting his wife in films. Oh, yeah, I, I don't disagree. I quite like her, but here and there, not as like... The yeah, she's not films. a lead actress yeah, yeah. by any stretch of the imagination. No. Cool. Number six. Yep. Six, I am still boiling with anger about, and it's Rise of Skywalker. I mean, I am incandescent with rage about how bad it is. <laughs> and I'm not going to say... I'm hearing anymore. such mixed things. I am I am incandescent with rage. I can't... Exp- I can't... We need to do an episode. I yeah, just, I'm... I'm um... I'm seeing it today as we record this. I hope you like it. You might well like it. I don't know. I was some friends of mine have angry as hell about it. I'm so. so did you like you like Force Awakens? Force. Here's a funny. So Force Awakens. I've watched four times now, and the first time I saw Force Awakens, I just kept going. It's like a fan film <clears throat> with good bits. I will say, watching it again a couple of days ago, I like it a little bit more every time. Or yeah. I dislike it a little bit. I dislike it a bit less every time. Whatever you want to call it. It's evening out as like a, a six and a half out of six and a half, seven out of ten kind of. Okay. Like and and and, and not offensive as it was when I first but, saw it. And there were just things. But Last Jedi, I watched for the second time yesterday. And I and the, I remember liking it in the cinema. I remember enjoying it going, it's too long. And <clears throat> and you know, some of it doesn't work, but overall I enjoyed it. I watched it yesterday and I think it's insipid and, and terrible. Like okay. terrible so, throughout. So there is definitely a chance I'm going to like Rise of Skywalker more than you because I really like Force Awakens. Yes, it's a fan movie. I yeah. love Rise of. I loved uh, Last Jedi. I think it's a really. Well, intro- I didn't, it has how many flaws. how many times have you watched it? A uh, three now. Oh, okay, three? fair enough. Then, like I said, it has I was flaws. don't get me wrong. I was surprised. I was surprised watching it a second time yesterday how much I disliked it because the first time I remembered really liking it. Not love it. Not not. I, yeah, yeah. It has flaws, and I so, liked pieces. The pieces I liked from the the first time. Like the throne room sort of fight, I thought were just boring. Now, like I don't know, I can't explain it. I can't explain it. So, so now I'm now I'm a little bit more hopeful that I will like Rise of Skywalker. <clears throat> Maybe you will. I hope you do. Like you say, it is dividing people. Yeah, but big I think. Time. But I, I, I've got to say though, having read a lot of reviews now, I do wonder how much of the like is like I have to. It must be. It's good because it's the end. And like I do feel there's I'm, some of I'm, that. I'm, I'm, I'm mine are kind of from people I know. <clears throat> okay, I'm just saying. I think um, there's. I went in really. The funny thing is, as much as I disliked this last viewing of Last Jedi, when I went into the cinema, I say I was really pumped to see it. Like I was really pumped to see it. I won't go any further than that. But for me, I, after about twenty, minutes, I do think, and I, without even seeing the film, I can tell you what the biggest flaw of this trilogy is. And it it, it goes back to George Lucas <clears throat> in that there was no clear plan from the start. There's absolutely no. I, right. So the thing that I would just. Don't know. No, no, I don't want to know nothing. Oh no, no! I'm not going to tell you anything about the film at all. But please keep an ear out for the writing. Just, just keep an ear out for what yeah. people are saying. That's all I, I'll say. That's all. Has it gone back to the? Has it gone back to the the George Lucas days? You might be able to write this stuff, George, but you sure can't say it. It's no, it's much, much worse than that. Okay. It's much, much worse. Okay, so my number six was Godzilla, King of Monsters. Didn't uh, see it, unfortunately. Lots of money, lots of monsters, and zero plot. Mm. Mm, I heard it that. Was, it was just, it was indicative of this summer's 
summer films yeah in that they threw a shitload of money at it and it was still fucking boring number five hellboy hellboy punt yeah (laughs) exactly um Uh, five for me is the fanatic Oh yeah, I haven't seen. We discussed again, like, the last yeah, one. I, I sort of want to see it. It's not probably, if I'm being honest, Dark Phoenix, Godzilla, King of Monsters probably deserve to be in that number five spot just because it they have more money to play with, mm-hmm. and at least Travolta is committed to the role. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, your number four, Terminator, Dark Fate. Oh, now I've not even got this in my bottom ten, which is no. It, I just it it. There's a theme. When we get to the end of this, I'm going to talk very briefly about a theme about my worst films. I mean, because so, there's a similar because there is a theme go a thematic as in what the problem is. Uh, all, all, not every one of them, but ninety eight percent of them. There is a very common problem with all of them. Interesting. So my number four is Hellboy. Yep, sure. <laughs> Fuck, man. I mean, it was never to be good. Well, you know the story about me walking out. I yes. just could not deal with it. I, I watched the whole thing, and I can I can honestly tell you it does not get any better. No. It, it's just... <sighs> yeah. Well, again, maybe when we get to it, if you, yeah, just very briefly at the end of the yeah. top the worst 10, I'll tell you. Yeah. So number three. No, number okay. four. Did you do your number four? I did. That was Terminator yeah. Dark Fate. Yes, that's so, correct. Yes, number, number three. three, and it could be anywhere in the top three, to be honest with you, but X-Men Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Because X-Men Dark Phoenix, much like your Holmes and Watson, was a film that I genuinely <laughs> couldn't remember if I watched at the cinema. And that's not a joke. <laughs> I genuinely don't remember watching it. And my colleague at work, Ryan, had because I said, I can't remember if I've seen it. He said, no, no, you, you, you did because you messaged me saying you've just seen it. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't. I do not remember sitting through it at a cinema. At all. Nuts. I blacked that out completely. And I went to a presentation of it before the film came out, which was really enjoyable with, my, with another film, a uh, film with my love for And uh, we watched, yeah, we had the cast there. It was a really good presentation. They showed three scenes that I thought, holy shit, this film looks really good. After yeah, I remember you saying that. Yeah, like it blew my mind. Like, I was like, this looks really good. How choice those scenes were. Because I, I simply do not remember going to the cinema to watch it. Which is mental. That is genuinely mental. Yeah. What about yourself, Ben? Uh, so my number three is Alita fucking fucky fuck. Oh. Fuck. Yeah, to be honest with you, that could have taken the place of Serenity or, oh, yeah, or, or Fighting a... with My Family. I, again, I'd kind of forgotten about it. I think it was it came out in March, didn't it? So this has been kind of rattling in my bottom three for like yeah. most of the year. It's, <clears throat> and again, and again, Alita. Dark Phoenix, Terminator, Hellboy, Godzilla. Well, again, this is going to come up. I, I would actually, I would almost say I could take out Captain Marvel and put Alita or fighting with my family and put Alita or, you know, but yeah, you're, I, I'm sort of surprised I've forgotten. Actually, It's just, it's just, it wasn't, it wasn't that it was so, it wasn't catastrophically bad. It was just catastrophically fucking dull. Well, that's, Again, yeah. Look, look at that lead, the lead young guy. Like all of these weird factors about the film making it. And the ending. Excruciating. Yeah, the ending was terrible. Like, absolutely terrible. We're going up to the big ring in the sky. Brilliant. Finally. And then, and then in cut. The next movie. End, 
End credits. The next film will not exist ever. <laughs> End credits. I was like, really? And this is the thing, right? And I've had this issue for years. Can we stop making films? For, can we stop making films with planned sequels? Right, yeah, exactly. If a film is good, you'll get a sequel. If a film is successful, you get a sequel. Yeah, stop definitely. doing things which, like, next time, you're not going to get it, mate, because it's usually definitely terrible. Put some, put some plot threads in, but don't end the film halfway yeah. through the film. Yeah. Especially if it takes two and a half hours to get there. Right, well, again, like, to be continued. It's like, you, you, you've had plenty of time to continue in this film, and you didn't, so... <laughs> yes. Uh, you're number two. My number two is, <coughs> <coughs> sorry, arguably the apex of the problem that I'm going to talk about, which is Six Underground. Uh, so I've not watched this yet. Absolutely. You're, like, you're like, I kind of enjoy it, I kind of don't enjoy it, I kind of enjoy it, I kind of don't it's enjoy it. absolutely unbearable. It's unbearable. And and you can all t- everyone can talk about all of the amazing action scenes. Yes, they are. The action scenes are great. But, oh, let's just get to the let's just get on with it, <laughs> it the, thing is, the thing is the action scenes can be great right? but yes. like they're Michael Bay he, if, if he does nothing else he can make a competent action scene <clears throat> yes 100% and, 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 and arguably these are some of his best action arguably they're like some of his most ambitious action scenes like which is good there's nothing wrong with that Bad Boys but, 2 had some uh, had arguably some of the best action films action sequences I've ever seen Partly because of the fact he stole from Jackie Chan, yeah. But like, like it was just wrapped around eight and a half hours of dullness. So boring. It was so boring. Um, I think. My number two, we discussed this like last week. Yeah. I'm not going to great detail, but Robert, Roger, Robert, Robert, Roger, Robert, Roger, Robert, Roger, 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 Fucking crap, really. Yeah, I've, not, I've not seen it. Well, it's sub Avery for what you're telling me. Yeah, it's sub it's sub Tarantino sub Avery crap. Yeah, yeah. Um, which puts it at a, a whole different level of it's just I like an exploitative action film, I like an exploitative crime film. Sure. You know, I, I, I spent many years trying to make the kind of films that I, I like like yeah, of course, of course. I'm quite yeah. happy. Like I'm quite happy playing in the fucking cesspit of Tarantino's offcuts, right? Yeah, no issue with that at all. But this is just this is just <laughs> shite, right, mm. sir, mm. Mr. Boyask. Yes. Thing, actually, you you want to do a whole thing, don't you? About well, let me do well. <clears throat> you can do your whole oh. overarching topic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, my number one is the dead don't die. Okay. Yeah, that's terrible. Because I think weirdly, again, that should have been one part of ten. I didn't do it. Oh, uh, I just, I, I, I'm giving this my film of the year, and I'm breaking my own rule of never giving a film, putting a film in the bottom ten, if I hadn't watched it all the way through. Yeah, of course. But I think for an hour and 40 minute film, I got an hour and 20 minutes in. Right. And I gave up an hour and 20 minutes. Did you get to the spaceship? Oh, wow. (laughs) And this is it. You get to the worst part of the film, yeah. I think literally if I'd got to the spaceship part, my fucking head would have exploded. Yeah, you'd be furious. If you give up an hour and 20 minutes into an hour and 40 minute film, if you can't do 20 minutes, yeah, I think that's one of probably well, 20, 20, 20 more minutes yeah, exactly. and it fucking pains me to give this award to a bill murray film 
or Jim Jarmusch or Adam Driver or oh, any God. of the other good. Jarmusch, I've never liked. But him. any of but any of the great people involved. With but it, but like Bill Bill Murray especially, right? Because it's Bill mm. Murray who doesn't yeah. make a lot of films these days, so should be celebrated when he does. Yeah, I I can't disagree. But it was so bad. Mm. Yeah, again, I can't disagree. So. So, what's of the year, Mr. Boyask? <coughs> it's really simple. Left. Oh, Anna. Yeah. Yeah, it's Anna. It's Anna. Duh. Look. So, not in, not not in every one of these films, but in virtually all of these films, the writing is interminable. Like, like, like it's like it's been written by a robot or something that doesn't understand English or something. Not all of them, but most of them. And then edited to the point where none of the story is in there. Or maybe With Six Underground, I'm convinced that they edited the story out. Like, there is no story. I've never seen less story or character. Like, there's less story and character in Six Underground than there is in Suicide Squad. Like, in Suicide Squad, you, you largely understand who each person is <clears throat> and sort of why they're doing what they're doing. Like, why they're going to... There is no mission, which is terrible, but you largely understand... Who, who they all are. They kind of explain who the characters are. And therefore that sort of determines why they do some of the things yeah. they do and stuff. Six Underground literally does not do that at all, like at any point. Like, so there's, it starts off with a 20 minute car chase. You do not know who any of the people are who are being chased in the one car, but that's the team. They, you do not know who is chasing them and why. And they smash everything up. And also they cause the deaths of lots of innocent bystanders. Oh, so it's, it's a diehard five. It's like diehard five. Yeah, diehard five. They are constantly causing the deaths of innocent people. And you just go, this film was clearly written by cocaine. There's no, there's no, like, like all the... Hey, don't miss that. Some of the best movies in Hollywood <clears throat> have been written by cocaine. I, I would say it's like it's been written by, by fucking cheap speed. Right, well, yeah. Don't no, okay, man. Cheap okay, speed giving you some of the best music and films you've ever listened I, to. I'm not, dis- I'm not disputing that. It also gave us this turd. It, like, it, <laughs> but what I'm getting at is X-Men Dark Phoenix. Did you ever understand what was going on? Terminator Dark Fate. So many things happening at the same time and never understanding what is going on. Hellboy, I can't even... I mean, the script isn't the worst thing in Hellboy, but it's visible. Rise of Skywalker. The dialogue is all terrible, like all... Like I'm not when you just listen to what people are saying, because the acting, without again no spoilers, in Rise of Skywalker, the acting performances and the music are doing a severe amount of heavy lifting. Like just the ability to act the stuff, like you say, you can write this, but don't whatever. But like it's not even that though. Like this, and and, and this isn't even you know the effects. Obviously, that's all amazing, you know, and stuff. But like. What that what everyone is saying, and not just what they're saying, like how things unfold, like the action of the film. Most of these films, they they just 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 know what is happening. Like I'm just sitting there going, "What is fucking happening? Why is that happening? Who is that? What do they Hobbs want?" And we Shaw. should never, we should say like it's absolutely Hobbs and Shaw is absolutely absurd for that. It's arguably at least got some fun bits in it. But at any time, you're just going, why doesn't she just fucking tell them what's going on? I mean, that is just, that is genuinely one of the most stupid things. And that's just a continuous dick jokes. Dick jokes are funny, but you, this film is two hours. So do you want to change it up a little bit? Or why not just have two hours actually? Yeah, well, either either way, either way, but, but, but just like, but just like, like. 
they already these characters already know each other. The film is behaving like they don't know each other and like they didn't save each other's lives and stuff in the last film. Why is that? <clears throat> like just write it properly a bit. Yeah. Sorry. So and for me that works for almost all of these films. Interesting. Terminate Dark Fate. Three hundred things are happening at the same time in that aeroplane crashing sequence. None of it matters. Not one moment of it matters. And also, there's no there's no sense of geography. There's no sense. No, of... no spatial relation. No spatial relationships. One of no the geography, No stakes. Even though it's <laughs> no. hectic. One of the things you go back to Jackie Chan's movies, right? You mentioned Jackie earlier. Mm, yeah. One of the things I loved about Jackie's early movies, and I think probably everyone loved about it, was a there were actual real stakes involved yes, every right. and you care you, about him yeah. you like but you like him you yes. care about him you like him you care about him you know that he's putting his body at risk yeah so so already you're kind of like oh fucking hell that's like oh shit this is proper dangerous you then add to the fact that every fight scene i think back to a fight that always stood out for me was the the playground fight in police story 2 yes incredible it's an, it's an incredible fight. But creative and every sense you've got sent you've got an idea of who's who. You've yes. got a, a spatial awareness. And you haven't got that annoying thing that has, has crept into Hollywood films, which is fucking in Hobbs and Shaw and drives me mad, is the let's all stand around whilst the first guy gets beaten up. Yeah. Then yeah, the second guy gets beaten up. Then the third guy. It's like, no, there are 45 of you. Just fucking kill them. Yeah, right, exactly. Just all pile in. Like this whole thing where people stand around and like I'm going to take my time. It's like it's like late sixties, early seventies. Yeah, have you ever seen? Yeah, you half expect them to pull out a fucking Roger Moore judo chop. Um, right. You half expect, like have <laughs> you ever seen a proper street fight? Right. In a proper street fight where people are brawling, no one's standing there going, "I'm just going to kind of let my buddy." Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah. yeah. I'm just gonna fucking pile in, and there's like twenty guys piling in on ten on two people, and it's like. You know, survival of the fittest. This lack yeah. of spatial awareness, and add to that the, the fucking incessant and over the top use of CGI that takes away any sense of reality or danger. Yeah, you never feel like anything's real. No, ever. It's like, it's like, I, I have this huge thing with like even shows like I'm a Celebrity where they do the whole, oh my God, oh my God, it's so scary, it's so scary, oh, it's so dangerous. Yeah. Like, A, you're on a TV show. So already, right. this is B. Through so many levels of fucking compliance. Yes. B, there are a hundred safety people behind you. C, you're wearing safety equipment that is probably better than the standard that stuntmen use. Right. And D, all of this put together and you're on TV as well. Right. You're at no fucking risk whatsoever. Yeah. Genuinely. And at that point, I'm just like, well, I don't, I don't care. And CGI is making me not care about shit anymore. That's why, yeah. that's why, like, I quite like to see a good car chase every now and then. Like, uh, there was one relatively recently. I can't remember what it was in, but like, where you cars were actually hitting each other and smashing, right. yeah. and it's real cars, and you're just like, oh, that's fun. When it, it's insane when you go to see an action film and you and you actually say, oh, they're actually doing that. Yeah. Oh, they actually do that. Like they should be. Like I don't it's just. Oh. So, um, <laughs> so there we go. Uh, that's our worst films of the year. So I will now break up the uh, the the the, uh, the depression with my awards, my 
alternate awards, and then we'll do hero and villain at the end. Um, yeah, so okay. my most <clears throat> insanely bad film of the year goes to Detective Pikachu. I mean, it's terrible, but it was so what? fucking I loved it. But it was a terrible film, right? It's like, it's no, a terrible no, idea. No, no, no. <laughs> I, it was I, was, I was surprised by it. I didn't even know it existed. I absolutely adored it. I, 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 it was great. I really, really enjoyed it. But it was, it, it was <clears> like, like, it was, yeah, anyway. So the Oh God, Make Them Stop Award goes to John Travolta, Nicolas Cage, Bruce Willis, and others who are tarnishing their reputation with direct-to-streaming bollocks. I've just noticed uh, Cage has out Primal this week. Oh, okay, right. Um, <laughs> Surprise of the year uh, goes to Booksmart, which was by far the best non-Joker film of 2019 for me. Yeah, loved it. Boy, I um, Performance of the year goes to Joe Pesci for me, making a comeback and absolutely smashing out of the park in The Irishman. He hasn't done a film in years. But it's so good to see him back. Um, yep, I'm over them award goes to Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, the bromance just did not have legs. Mm. Too much of a good thing there i think well the, yeah, uh, yeah. <coughs> oh god how long award goes to the irishman rise of skywalker Endgame, once upon a time in hollywood and many others for once again creeping up the average runtime of the year can we call for bladder busters i think i think we now have to call the instead bladder. of blockbusters bladder busters yeah totally um the okay so he still can make a great film award goes to quentin tarantino for once upon a time in hollywood Completely. finally following up on the promise of jackie brown with a decent film yeah it's yeah. how many years. Uh, oh, well, that came out this year. Awards goes to Men in Black International. Oh, Jesus. See, even you forgot yeah. it came out this year. Yeah. Um, and Godzilla King of Monsters, which again, I also forgot came out this year. Yeah. Uh, the We Like You But Maybe Take a Year Off Award goes to Ryan Reynolds. Uh, okay, yeah. I, or, I or, stop, of... or Stop Playing Hannibal King in his yeah. films. This is the other thing. That's yeah. one of the other things about um, Six Underground. Please. Please, please stop. Yeah, just, just I, stop. I just, just stop. I just think Ryan Reynolds needs to take a year off because he's getting to the point now where that one character thing, or make something different. Like, like, like. And when I say make something different, I remember I once was a bit uh, nasty about doing things like the voices and stuff. Kind of go, what are these films? So to be fair, he's tried to do something different. Yeah. But right now, like they're all like, you'll you'll be Deadpool in this film, right? You'll be Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah you'll be Deadpool. Deadpool. Okay, good, Brilliant. good. Yeah, you'll be Deadpool. Great. So, my trailer of the year goes to uh, the Top Gun Maverick teaser trailer, which I still watch once a week, and it still gives me <laughs> uh, The letdown of the year, how did they fuck this up award, goes to Hobson Shaw. Okay. Because it should have been fucking yeah. epic. Well, it's the wrong director, wasn't it, already? Uh, Emperor's New Clothes award goes to Ad Astra. Um, okay. There was a time where critics were saying it was the best sci-fi movie ever. Uh, it wasn't. Yeah. Um the Cameo of the Year award goes to John McClane in Lego Movie 2. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Um, the Oscars really only like famous dead people award goes to um, the Oscars for missing out on Dick Miller, Stanley Doohan, uh, Donan, sorry, Carol Channing oh, yeah. and Gary fucking Kurtz. Okay. Like Gary Kurtz yeah. only produced yeah. one or two big films. Yeah. Um, the proof that the Oscars don't suck award goes to Spider-Man. Uh, for winning an Oscar. That's amazing. So right? nice to see that film win the best yeah. animated film this year. Yeah, I'm so happy. Uh, the, the award shows do suck award goes to Black Panther. Because yes. is that really the best Marvel film ever? No, never. No, not even close. Really? It has, good thing, it has good things about it. I feel like the next time I watch it, maybe I will like 
it a bit more than I did. But I yeah. just, we all know that it has some proper, proper problems. Um, the the year of good sequels goes to 2019 for Happy Death Day to You, Glass, fucking amazing. Rambo, Endgame, yeah. Far From Home, How to Train Your Dragon 3, John Wick Chapter 3, Toy Story 4, and Jumanji The Next Level. It was a good year for sequels. It really was, yeah. Um, and this year, the uh, the remake Suck Award makes a return um, for uh, in the horror division for Child's Play, Pet Cemetery, and Rabid. Uh, three films we could have all done without. I really quite like the Child's Play remake, but fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> and my final award, uh, films that should have been on my 2018 list, but I hadn't seen at the time. So good films that I missed out last year. The Domestics. Um, after oh, the I see that. Uh, they Shall Not Grow Old, Assassination Nation, hard to say, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, yes, I only saw that this year, uh, Free Solo, The Last Movie, Star, it's on two lines, Incredibles yeah. 2, and for 2017, for Wonder, because that was a brilliant film. Oh, okay, I haven't seen it. So that's my end-of-year awards for okay. this year. Um, some good stuff. It was a good year. It was a good year. So let's jump into our best films. I'll give you my bubbling unders, the ones that didn't make my top 10. Uh, Rambo, Last Blood. Yeah, I, I've got to say, I sort of think it was, I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I can't put it in any top 10s, but I, I, I enjoyed particularly the last half hour, which is just fucking That last wonderful. half hour is yeah, the best wonderful. last half hour of a film this year. Oh, yeah, you're probably right, actually. Um, probably right. <laughs> tucked, Toy Story 4, Shazam, Missing Link, The Lion King, Long shot, fire, the greatest party that never happened. Sean the Sheep Armageddon and Pokemon Detective Pikachu. That's yep. my bubbling unders. Any bubbling unders for you? Um, uh, I mean, uh, I think I sort of had to look at that and let me just do it quick. Yeah, I mean, fire, 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 fraud. To be fair, yeah. Uh, isn't it? Is it actually there are a few? Isn't it romantic? How to Train Your Dragon: The Hidden World. Yeah. Uh, can you ever forgive me? I really loved Late Night. Uh, yeah. Pick- do you know what Late Night probably should Love be on my night. list as well, right? Pikachu. Uh, and actually, Deadwood the movie, which just made me want lots, lots, lots more fucking Deadwood. I um, Deadwood. I would actually say Angel has fallen, but not not in my top ten. Um, Far from Home to a degree, like it just didn't quite make it. Yeah, there's a few Far from Home is good, really good. Yeah, few issues from it. Uh, that's about it, really. Cool. So, there's some others. There's one. Oh, and dare I say, um, on, on the, the sort of uh, home entertainment level, Avengement, the Scott Adkins film, Avengement was excellent. So, really so, so, I have to ask you about this, right? Mm. I almost watched it when I was off with flu, and I mm. just saw like this Nick Moran's in it, right? Yep. I saw like one brief that clip that they showed on Netflix, and I was like, this looks fucking appalling. And then oh, I really? noticed. Like clicked onto a couple of your lists and I'm like okay I will give it a go it's really it's really it's a proper blast like it's cool. just a blast I'm sure it's uh, just like literally the clip they showed was Nick Moran doing some sub fucking lock stock shit and I was just like uh, ugh, oh, that's ugh. Um, it's not that the film, the film isn't that but it, it, it just looked and I'm sure I'm gonna give it a go and I'm gonna watch it but it just looked yeah anyway I'm going to give it a go because you liked it and that's a yeah. good recommendation. So my number yeah. 10, total surprise. Never thought I'd put a Shia LaBeouf movie anywhere in my top 10, considering oh. he is it's one of my worst films ever. Peanut Butter Falcon was fucking lovely. I still haven't seen it and I need to see it. It's beautiful. I know I, know I need to see it, yeah. Beautiful. Right, that's my number 10. Your number 10, sir. 
Rocket Man. Yeah, punt. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Uh, my number nine yeah. is a hundred percent going to be a punt for you. Happy Death Day to you. Oh, punt. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Your number nine. Uh, my number nine is Avengers Endgame. Uh, punt. And I, and I, yeah, and I was. Um, I yeah, was a lot of punting on this list, I'm guessing. Yeah, probably, probably. Uh, okay, I got. I, I just got to remember which ones we punted now. So it's Rocket Man, Death Day to You. Avengers. Right, uh, number eight um, for me was Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh, fair enough, yeah. No punt for you. Is that not even in your top ten? Far From Home? No, no, no. I said, I said it was one, my bubbling unders, remember? Uh, did you? Oh, yes, you did, yes. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I thought you meant yeah. a different film. I'm going mad. I fucking love Spider-Man Far From Home. Hey, just quickly, a, a different Spider-Man film that came out. No, no, no. I, th- I thought it was that... Um, uh, that fucking um, Casey Affleck one. I could. I was getting confused in my head. Casey Affleck Spider. Yeah, where is he in the middle of nowhere with a kid? Is that Casey Affleck? Hey, what's happening? Right. No, I got, I got confused. I thought it was a different movie. Okay. Right, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I, I thought it just, was. Is there just another film called Far From Home or something? No, I, I, it's not even called Far From Home. It's something completely fucking different. Uh, okay. Right. Bear me a second. Um, it's mm-hmm. actually called. Light of my life. Okay, I don't know why you thought it's a cat. <clears throat> nothing. My brain literally has <laughs> nothing. Um, I really love Spider-Man. <laughs> very different Marvel sequel. I really like the fact they took Spidey outside of New York. I thought Zendaya was fucking phenomenal in that film. I, I love Jake. To recommend it, I just thought the plot was bad. I thought I thought I loved I loved it being a film about a guy getting his first kiss with a girl. I loved that. I just felt the supervillain plot was terrible. But I love to see where it may reveal it. Yeah, oh, that was great. very, very cool. That I mean, in, in seriousness, when isn't a fucking supervillain plot shit, right? Yeah, but this was pretty terrible. Like, like, it was really weird. And also it relies on things like how does, like, if the scrolls weren't the S.H.I.E.L.D. people, then S.H.I.E.L.D. would have just stopped this. Like, it doesn't make, do you know what I mean? It's a little it, bit like, it's, it's a little bit like Spectre. Right? It's a little bit like Spectre with the mouse running across the room. Like, it's not, it's, oh, like, it's not like I forgot about the mouse inspector. That's the most important plot point, inspector. Literally, like, how are we going <laughs> to solve this? I do not know, without, James. Without that mouse, you might as well roll the end credits. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. Oh no, I'd forgotten about the fucking hell. Every single podcast we end up talking about that fucking film. <laughs> it's fucking awful. Da, 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 da. Um. So you're number eight. <laughs> My number eight is a very recently watched film, and I adored it. Uh, it's Dolomite is my name. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I absolutely love that film. Yeah, absolutely loved it. Yeah, we we discussed that out on the last podcast. I'm, you must watch it. You must watch it. I, I'm going so, to. You will not. You will not regret it. I promise you. It's a hundred percent on my list. Um, my number seven is How to Train Your Dragon: The Hidden World. It excellent. made me cry. <laughs> it was excellent. It was excellent. excellent. It yeah. made me cry. Not, not in my top ten, <laughs> but, <I didn't laughs> but it could, but it could easily be. It could easily sort of replace any of my bottom four. Yeah, probably. I get you. I get you. Um, your number seven. It's ready or not? Uh now look, I, I've, re- it's not in my top. Like because it's flawed. Yeah. Because it is again, in many ways, it should be a bubbling under as opposed to dragon. Probably. Like, but it's, probably. It's, right. 
it's really good, unexpectedly good. I still have issues with the ending, so it's not like I'm just picking films that I think are just amazing sort of thing. But there's something about it that, that is really encouraging to me about how some films could go, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think like, I think let's keep this up. Let's keep I'd this up. I'd love it if they kept it a little bit more grounded towards yeah, the end. Yeah, I agree. Particularly the end. Yeah, particularly the end. Like, um, I agree. It feels very much like a happy death day to you type film. Well, I mean, yeah. They, they yeah. shot 10 million at it, made a decent film and a fucking great return out of it. This is the Blumhouse effect, right? This is what Blumhouse has done. Well, you know it's Fo- we, but you know it's Fox, though. It's not Blumhouse. Yeah, no, I know it's not Blumhouse, but it's, really it's, clever. it's the yeah. Blumhouse effect. He's made it so you can. It's acceptable now to make ten million, fifteen million dollar. It was twenty. It's twenty million. It's 20 yeah. Million, so around that kind of ten to twenty million. Yeah. Yeah. Cinematic horror movies. Yes. Basically, Very what, rare. what we were doing in the eighties. Yes, it really never happens now. Yeah. No. No. And Blumhouse and 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 like everything that's coming out off the back of that. It's like we're back to that kind of, like you can make an easy return. Like you can't almost, if you make a semi-decent horror film for 20 million, mm. it's almost fucking impossible not to make your money back if you can get it into the cinema. Right. Well, if it's done by a studio, that's not a problem. So that's why Fox, <laughs> that's why Fox presumably went for it. But yeah, you know, it's, it's so, it's so nice to see that kind of change in like when everything in the cinema is Disney these days, we're starting yeah. to see films that, that like, like, ready or not happy death day to you films like that starting to kind of just break out yeah nice yeah no i completely agree uh so my number six was rocket man excellent i fucking <clears throat> that, yeah no i loved it it's a, i loved it it's my, it was my number 10 but i loved it i don't know but no, it's, no, it's, it's, my, it was number 10. it's number 10 <coughs> Rocket Man is by the um, and actually on reflection it, it's much better than Bohemian Rhapsody was I think that's probably true okay. because Bohemian Rhapsody was bullshit right none of it was true oh okay like literally the story is so created um, I just didn't mind I didn't mind the fantasy I didn't mind that but at least with Rocket Man they were like look we're going to make up the story and we're gonna have Elvis. We're gonna Elvis. We're gonna have Elton in fucking rehab in fucking a costume, and you know we're gonna like have dance sequences in the street, and you know we're gonna kind of yeah you know, we're gonna give it that kind of hard edge, but we're gonna kind of do it with a, a kind of a knowing. Is is Dexter Fletcher the second best British director out there today? Who's the first? Annie Boyle. Um, I kind of prefer Dexter Fletcher's films at the moment, to be honest. Oh, controversial. Well, I mean, don't, what, what is it that you prefer of Danny Boyle's recently compared to Dexter Fletcher? Terminator, uh, Terminator 2. Fucking hell. Uh, Terminator Train, 2 is amazing, Danny Boyle. Trainspotting <laughs> 2 is one of the best films of the decade. I did, in, I did love it. Yes, I agree. Um, Dexter Fletcher's made some great films. I mean, he made Sunshine on Leith, which I love. I think um, all Rock- of his films have been great. I think every film he's made has been great. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do, but I also so think far. that with Danny Boyle, even if yesterday was a little bit light, it was yeah. still a really interesting film. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet, to be fair. Yeah, it's a really interesting film. It's not, it's not like going to set the world light, but it's 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 mm. properly interesting. So, your number six. My number six is Parasite, which is extraordinary. You can't have it. Why it's not? not it's out. Twenty twenty. No, stop it. It's out next. Is, it, is that the, true? Yeah. 
Oh, fuck's sakes. I saw it for a festival screen. Uh, all right, then. My number six will be uh, How to Train Your Dragon in the World. <laughs> That's great. But I agree. Parasite's a good film. Really good film. It's fucking amazing. I don't okay, get that. I, I really didn't realise it. I thought it. Oh, it was amazing. <clears throat> yeah, sorry, but I, I didn't realise it was not. Yeah, no, no. It's, it's not out. So, I have, so my number six is How to Train Your Dragon in the World. Okay, fine. <clears throat> Reverse pun. <clears throat> Um, yeah, yeah. My number five is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Punt. Figured. So, your number five? Uh, Booksmart. Punt. <laughs> Hold on. Uh, day to you. Uh, fucking, I'm losing track. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Booksmart. Okay. Uh, my number four is The Irishman, which I know you haven't, I haven't seen. seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I, it's I, I'm going to try and watch it on the <clears throat> okay, I'm gonna try and watch it on the plane. It's a good film to watch on the plane. Yeah, yeah, because I'm trapped. Basically. It's genuinely brilliant. It's like it's such a different movie to Goodfellas and Casino. It's slower. It's more methodical. It's very reminiscent of of what the film needed to be to okay, tell the yeah. story that it tells. I also like the fact that Scorsese said, you know effectively about the length he goes it's the first time I've, I've made a film where i've not had a studio telling me you can't do this or you can't do that netflix basically said do what you want so i did oh right yeah and that yeah. kind of ultimate level of it shows when when for all of netflix's flaws they mm-hmm. give ultimate creative freedom to their their artists right so you can you know they give you the money and they say make your film and yeah, you make a film and you deliver it and they put it on Netflix. Yeah. For someone like Scorsese that, that, that like couldn't get the Irishman made through traditional methods, Scorsese couldn't get a film <laughs> with Nero Pacino, Keitel, Pesci and everyone else made by a traditional yeah. cinema, uh, theater, uh, um, studio. And you kind of go, well, that's fucked up and it, it, in itself. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, he, he made it with Netflix and it's it's fucking brilliant. It is genuinely fucking brilliant. And the technology is so much better than fucking Gemini Man. Right. Yeah, okay. Like, so much better than Gemini Man. <clears throat> you know, in, the thing with Gemini Man is, like, like I said, you're looking at a young Will Smith that doesn't look like a young Will Smith that I know. Young Will, I know what young Will Smith looks like because I watched the yeah, first of course. Bel-Air. Yeah. And this looks like a young version of Will Smith now, as opposed to what Will Smith looked like when he was young. Right. Yeah, exactly. That was always a concern, wasn't it? Which is a weird thing. It's a weird kind of way to explain it. But anyway, my number four is The Irishman. And it was fucking good. Your number four. Good. My number four is Happy Death Day to You. I'm surprised now. Why? Because that was your number one for so long. Oh, like it could easily be anywhere above it, to be honest. <laughs> like it could easily be. But then I'm sort of looking at the relative merits of the other films yeah. as well. That's all. I, it had to be in my top five. It had to be in my top five. I think I ended up liking this film more because of how much you like this film. <laughs> really? <laughs> I think I think your enthusiasm on this film actually made me like it more. Oh, because genuinely you you've infused about it so much and i'm just I like because it's, it's brilliant i genuinely think it's brilliant i think it's and I it think, is. But, um yeah i think i think it is genuinely 
like not only is it things like the lead actress is doing such good work continuously <laughs> like she is brilliant she's doing uh, and that sounds weird like academy award level work in a genre film like she's she's doing like she takes you from from her being a total bitch bitch that yeah. you'd hope happily see die to really caring about her in the first film that's fucking difficult like now that also is the material that is also the direction there's all that stuff right but again it's a genre film and not only is it a genre film the first film does such a great job of uh of like turning sort of slasher films on their head and all that stuff and then the second film is a genre mashup film that goes through that it's not just more of the same they very very cleverly turn it into sort of an almost back to the future level well, it's, it's, sci-fi it's not action horrible, comedy right no not at all except it's got elements of the first film. you're right the, f- the second film is literally like it's a back to the future type film well, it's, it's the only way i to explain it to alien yeah definitely it, it in, in a weird way and it's funny as fuck. They're both really funny. These films are much better than... I, I generally think that they are, if we're going to call them horror films, or at least call them genre films, they are genre films for people who don't like... Who I'm convinced that you don't need to like genre films to like it. I'm convinced yeah. of that. I think it's absolutely brilliant. Like, it really is. And, 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 and it's one of the best sequels I've ever seen. <laughs> Easily. I'm with you on that. I think it is a fan fucking tastic sequel. I think it takes it takes the very concept of what a sequel should be, building on the yeah. original but doing something different. Well, something complete. This is what I mean. It's not just more of the same. Like even the best, like Scream <laughs> Two is an excellent sequel, but it is more of the same. But it well, Scream, it Scream very, Two is basically it does it very well. Yeah, but it does. But it is a very. It, it really did do the the appropriate thing about amping up what it is. Yeah, yeah. But this but this is just this is just so far beyond that and again dare i say it the writing the writing is good are you sure you want to put this at number four um, it's arguably my it's arguably my favorite (laughs) film of the year but in terms of if we're saying best films or whatever i know what you mean it's definitely top it's definitely top five so number three for me is avengers endgame Uh, it's better than affinity war for me it is a lot and it's longer but it felt shorter yeah it's i agree completely (laughs) excuse me it has it has has like all the it has like considering how dark like Infinity War was yeah Endgame has a weird kind of rumpy feel at times yeah I can see that because it's fun I don't think anyone's expecting it to be that funny yeah it's funny and it's funny when you've got like Captain America against Captain America right that's brilliant and it's just that's genuinely brilliant and how annoyed he how annoyed he is at himself. Like, yeah, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, it, it's such a romp. And it's it's yeah. so fun to see that. Yeah. Um, so that is agree. my number three. Your number three? My number three is Shazam. Shazam. I love I really Shazam. Shazam. I didn't like it as much it's, as you. I liked it. Uh, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, and again, not, not a lot of point in going into it in massive detail, but I just... It's, the best way to describe it is... It's like the Richard Donner Superman mixed with Big. <laughs> I think it's just I think it's just, tri- I think it's just That is just a terrific. genuinely excellent way of describing it. Uh, my Thank number you. two for the year is a smart, funny, charming, engaging, lovely film. It's Joker. Okay. No, it's not. 
Uh, it's Booksmart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love Booksmart. Booksmart is just Booksmart was my film of the year from when I saw it up until my number one film um, came out, and it it's in many ways it is the best film of the year because it's something that I get that. Yeah, I get it, that. It, it's something that I, I just really really loved. But Booksmart's yeah. great. It, it, if you haven't seen it, watch it over Christmas. It's just one of the nicest, most uplifting, honest films you're going to see. Yeah, I completely agree. It's beautiful. Your number two? My number two is Joker. So I now literally have no idea what your number one is. Oh, no, I do. <laughs> of course I do. Yes, sure I do. Sure you do. I'm, yes, yeah. Wow, you're putting Joker above Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Say again. You're putting Joker above Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Why no, not? you're putting Once Upon a Time in Hollywood above Joker. Yes. Interesting. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what it is you're doing. It's really Interesting. Funny. Well, I'm going to punt that um, because yeah. guess what my number one film of the year is? I can't possibly imagine. Joker. Is it? Really? Yeah. <laughs> um, fuck I mean, look, look, it could have. By the way, it could have easily been my film of the year. I feel like the... Uh, the, not the polish has come off it. The um, my my my. I guess what I'm getting at is the, the reason why these films are sort of in the order they are, largely not entirely, largely is how long they have actually stayed with me. Yeah. So, so that's not, so Joker has stayed with me, as I should say, as has all the others in different forms, right? Um, Joker, it, it's more to do with the extent with which it has stayed with me. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So Joker could easily be number one or number three, sort of, you know, like it's not, it's, it is excellent. It is easily one of the best films of the year. Most criticisms of it are nonsense in terms of, I'm not talking about opinion. I'm talking about oh. the fact, the factual stuff. It's just nonsense. Something um, which I find entertaining. Right. Yeah, exactly. Now, listen, I'm sure that's possible to be said of me about Rise of Skywalker, possibly. Blah 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 blah. So I'm not no, gonna. Like the whole just, Joker thing. It's like yeah, it's just not like some people call it the most you must disgusting the, movie of the year. You must, yeah, it's just absurd. Like it's just ridiculous. Completely ridiculous. Yeah. I, I I still think it's a terrific a terrific film. Absolutely terrific. I I, I completely agree. Um, <laughs> it is a terrific film. It is uh, for sure my favourite film of the year. Um, mm. I I just I just it's one of those films that I saw it and I walked out the cinema and I can't, I can't remember the last time I walked out the cinema and just went fuck. Yeah, right. Exactly. Genuinely. And throughout, and throughout, and throughout the film. Yeah. And I was, I was genuinely just sat there just going, fuck man, this is genuinely like one of the, the, the most just it from performance of Wachim to, yeah. to everyone, all the performances of the fucking guy from Hangover. Yeah, I yeah, mean, exactly. Yeah, it genuinely got me. It got me. It had me at hello, Ross. Yeah, hello, Ross. Hello, Ross. So your number one film of the year is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Ah, uh, I didn't see that coming. No, I mean, I can't. I wouldn't say I did either. <laughs> no, I, genu- I wouldn't and think it- I genuinely didn't see it coming. Yeah. Yeah, well, like, I could have... And again, you could probably swap around the top three or four of these films in sort of any order, kind of. Uh, although they're all very different from each other. 
Um, I just it has just stayed with me the whole time. And also, after all the Yarboo Bruce Lee shit has sort of died down because oh. it was just because bo- it was just bollocks. Um, the film stands as its own film, like it's just it's tremendous. Yeah, and 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 I and I, I am absolutely the last person I thought would have said that. <laughs> like, so uh, and and for me to still think it is to me interesting because that's yeah. not normal for me. <laughs> well, I'm surprised because obviously we 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 both have somewhat of a um a potted history with um Tarantino, right? Yeah, absolutely. So we we you know we've both kind of not loved his last films to 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 say the least. You yeah. know, we, we've kind of struggled. I've struggled with every film he's made since um fucking whatever it was called, uh Jackie Brown, sorry. Like I've not lo- yeah. I've not rewatched Django Unchained. I've never will. I will never watch Hateful Eight again. I will never no. do it. No. Like I, but Jackie Brown, I watch all the fucking all the fucking time. Right, of course. Um, but yeah, I just, I just, I just think some, once upon a time in Hollywood is something quite special. Yeah, I quite agree. Um, I quite agree. No, I think it's terrific. Good. Well, that was a surprise. Uh, yeah. I thought we were going to go to Joker route. Um, so that is our best and worst of 2019. Mm-hmm. Only thing that's left to do, Ross, before we sign off for the year, uh, and I go and watch Rise of Skywalker and pray to fucking God I enjoy it more than everyone else seems to. Um, <laughs> the only thing that's left to do is our hero and villains of the year. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> would you like to start? Which one are we doing first? Let's do villain of the year first. Right. Actually, you go first, because I'm going to have a fucking rant. Right, uh, I've got two villains of the year uh, this year. One, <laughs> one is audiences. Um, right, okay. Yeah, but they're, they're like the villains no, no, of the time, aren't they? This is not like people eating popcorn or being rude, right? right? This is people not going to see good films in the cinema. Okay, yeah, I get like, that. And, and doing stupid shit like, oh, I don't want to see book because it's about two gals. Just yeah, people are fuckwits. Go and fucking see a film that doesn't have Disney at the beginning and isn't a fucking Fast and Furious movie. Yeah, Go on. right, exactly. Just exactly. Yeah. Get yeah. your fat fucking lazy ass out of screen 18 of the next fucking Disney remake and go and see something that's original and interesting. So that's number one. My second yeah. villain of the year, um, and I mentioned it earlier, is fucking runtimes, man. Yes. Can yes. we... Can, can, I'm okay with long films. Yes, I'm not. I, I'm okay with them. Can I just say I'm all right with very good long films, and yeah. most films do not. Most films do not earn that running time. To be fair, this year, Irishman, um, uh, fuck, um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, both deserve their run times. Okay, yeah, I go with that. <coughs> but it's 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 obvious that of course they could be shorter. Yes, <laughs> I. But at the same point, I don't want to see an app two and a half hour comedy. No, God no. My I don't see films. a two-hour, fifty-five-minute action film. Now I am just really intrigued. I'm just going to do runtime. Bad Boys Three. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. One hour fifty-three minutes. It's shorter than Bad Boys. That's fine. Bad Boys is longer. I didn't One hour that. fifty-nine minutes. 
Oh, fair enough then. Bad, <laughs> I will say, bad, bad Boys does not feel that long. No, Bad Boys feels like an 83-minute movie. Yeah, to be fair. Like, to be fair. That's bad Boys is just... I know, I know The Rock is on there. Sorry, go on. Um, so, but like, run, I'm, I'm so surprised by that. Pleasantly surprised. Um, yeah, but yeah, runtimes. Just let's stop now, please, 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 yeah. can we stop, please. Just, just, just make a 90 minute movie. Go back to the days of of discipline. Or, and... or a 105 minute movie would be fine. Like, you know, like Happy Death Day to you. What, 95 minutes? I think so. It might be a little bit longer. Um, Happy Death Day to you. Runtime. Hundred uh, one hour forty minutes. Okay, there you go. Yeah, fine. <laughs> the perfect runtime for yeah. a film that could not be any better. And it has loads of stuff in it. Like it's like it's it has it tells the story really efficiently, so given how complex it is. My friend is my villain. Yeah. Of the year. Go. Okay, my villain of the year. <laughs> His name's Phil. It's not. It's, it's not you. I was going to say, what the Phil. fuck did I do? Oh, right. No, not Phil. Oh, fucking Phil. Phil. Oh, fucking Phil. Fucking Phil. That, that fucking cunt. cunt. That cunt. Oh, is my, the most my God. Obnoxious, horrible <laughs> piece of shit that I have ever experienced in a cinema. And he drives me out of my fucking mind. And they are doing. Right, so for anyone who doesn't understand what we're talking about, Cineworld. That cunt. He, he is, he is like that actor, whatever he is, his voice drives me up the wall. His smugness is absurd. He, like everything about him screams, go fuck yourself. I have actually told him to fuck him, fuck, fuck himself in the cinema. I'm so angry with him. Like I can't, <laughs> I can't. If I saw that guy walking down the street, like it'd be like one of those things you know, where people attack people in Coronation Street and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like I would just, I would just be like, you fucking cunt. Meet Phil. Phil, Phil. is so life. He Fuck has to. You. He has to keep repeating the same day over and over again to try and get into the pants of this girl. Yeah, it's just horrifying. But if he gets a Cineworld card, fucks you. Should we do it all over? It? How did you know that's my favourite? Because I'm a fucking serial rapist who's been trying serial to do... stalker with a like, cinema Literally, what, this advert is encouraging people to stalk someone until they know enough about them that they can get them into bed. It drives me insane. And also, even things like during those montages, they clearly filmed a dance sequence or something. Fuck you. Like, Fuck off, Phil. It is the most Cunt. egregious shit it's I've ever awful. seen. It's awful. It's driving me. And I didn't think it could get worse for like the Johnny Lamb stuff before that and then the other stuff before that. It's like it's like they're intentionally making it worse. I think oh, need... Jesus Christ. I think we need to go back to the days of would you steal a car? Yeah, right. So so and the problem becomes when you go to a cinema like some of us where we're going a couple of times a week. It drives you absolutely fucking bananas. Like, <laughs> it's absolutely awful. And and the, on a lesser level, it's still time to get a Coke. No, there's fucking not. Because no, the adverts are finished. The yeah, film's exactly. about to start. I don't want people walking past me to go and get a fucking drink. Yes, exactly. Do it there was in, time in the to get the adverts. Before in the, the advert. Or in the adverts. Or in the ad- Just like halfway through or whatever. Fine. But don't fucking do it. It's so aggravating. And I and I like my city worlds, by the way. 
I'm not like City World 02 killer. Really great work. I that it just drives me insane. Like yep. insane. I'm with you. Um, <laughs> my hero of the year. That's a good actually very... just quickly, just just quickly. So on that point, anyone who's listening to this, when that prick comes on the screen, when Phil turns up on your screen at City World, just please say out loud, "This cunt." This. Like just really. This unless unless, unless you're in a PG or a U-rated movie, that's no, even funnier, much funnier. <laughs> um, I, I I couldn't agree more. Uh, Phil is oh. fucking evil. Oh. Um, my my hero of the year. Um, uh, my hero of the year goes to Maverick. Mm-hmm. Oh, just for film in general. <laughs> just just because it's the Maverick it's, trailer. <laughs> it's given me hope. It's given me a warm fuzzy feeling. It's it's oh. given me. Everything I can only imagine, right? I, I to, to put it to put you into this position. If this was a proper, full-on sequel to Commando, right? And yeah. the trailer came yeah. out, and it was that yeah. good, and yes. it gave you everything you wanted. And you know that even still, you can't see it to July, but even so, you can still watch the trailer. And no matter how many times you watch it, you still get that little tingle tingle in you and and the main reason is actually not because of the film and not because of all that is because everyone that's talking about the film is saying the same thing we yeah. did not use cgi much right yeah so basically we augmented or we yes, kind of, of put tom cruise's head on someone yeah but the fight is and i'm like in a, in a in an era where quite easily they could have CGI'd the whole fucking thing. If, if the rest of the film is shit, I know we are going to get nothing else. The the bare minimum, we are going to get the best aerial dogfighting and plane shit that's ever been filmed. Yes, absolutely. Because it's only, they've only ever done it twice before. And that was Top Gun and Iron Eagle. And we don't talk about Iron Eagle. By the way, now I'm currently watching Iron Eagle and I've forgotten because I don't remember even watching the first one. I must have done at some point. It's really good fun. But it's not Top Gun, obviously. It's, no, it's it is actually it is a really surprisingly good. enjoyable film. Like, so, really good fun movie. So I guess my hero of the year is Hope. Yeah. That sounds fair. Like, Top Gun Maverick has given me hope that cinema can be everything I want it to be once again. I think that seems very fair. It's like it's like Top Gun Maverick has got into my heart with the slime gun from Ghostbusters 2 and they're playing Jackie Wilson and my heart's yes. just going, your love's lifting me higher. Been lifted before. So there you go. Oh um, that was my hero. <laughs> Basically, yes. that was just my excuse to getting Top Gunning. Um, we're going to be talking about that a lot next year, by the way. Yes, I, I can imagine. I'm even going to drag you to the IMAX when we see it. Oh, that'd be awesome. We'll do that, definitely. <laughs> I think so. Um, go, your your hero of the year. I wasn't really prepared for a hero of the year. But no I was might I. actually say, but I, I might actually say Cineworld, <laughs> just to counteract the feel problem, Cineworld 02, uh, in terms of a cinema, I've attended it a lot more recently. They've opened up a new area, which is fan-fucking-tastic. Um, and the screens are incredible. So weird as it is to sort of big up a megaplex or whatever the fuck, <laughs> like cineplex or whatever, I will kind of give it to that because actually, considering how big the cinema is, it is actually a really terrific place to go. <laughs> so, no, 
I'm going to second this. I used to yeah. shit on the cine world in Eastbourne. Oh, yeah, it's true. It was fucking appalling. The seats were terrible. Like, the, the screens were atrocious. The sound bleeded in from the next screen. It was yeah. it was the worst cinematic experience. Now, they shut that cinema down, and they opened one in the new shopping centre. An oh. eight-screen multiplex upstairs. I had no hope when I went to see it. I was like, ugh. Fuck me. I really, of all the things, another fucking crappy cine world. Yeah. And it's brilliant. Like, oh, every good. screen I've I've sat in, you can't sit at the front, though, is the only problem. Oh, okay. Because you literally, if you sit at the front, you're, like, you're cranking your neck up beyond. Oh. So I'm actually having to sit in the middle of the cinema, which is weird. But, um, okay. but the experience, the sound, the visuals, the seats, the pitch of the seats... The fact that it's impossible to have someone sit in front of you, like all of this stuff, it's actually made it a phenomenal experience to go to the cinema now. Oh, that's really good to know. The cinema like is actually, yes. But unfortunately, the, the, the counter is every time I go to see it, I have to see Phil. That prick. Cunt. Um, it's like a real cunt. Like, like, really, like, I mean, I'm like, I, like, when they edited it, when they edited it, was no one going, this cunt. Like this is te- like this is terrible. This is going to put off. Like who's who's aspiring to him? <laughs> I actively so much, would never ask old card just because of him. If they ever ask, I've got one, but it's. Oh. If they ever ask me why you're not buying one, I'm going to go. Phil. Right. Phil. Phil. Come. Um. Oh. So that's it. That's our wrap up of 2019. Overall, good year, bad year. I think overall a very good year. I've. I've a lot of people seem to still bemoan how cinema is. And look, if there's definitely problems, there's yeah, run times, there's all sorts of things. Bad. But I will say, I have relatively little trouble in the last few years picking a top 10. Like, I feel there's a wealth of riches to, to count from. Um, and then even in my negatives, maybe it's just because I'm being somewhat more judicious in what I see. Some stuff is inevitable. Um, I feel much... I, I feel overall it is better, but obviously there are still issues with getting the right kind of independent films out there there's all of those issues but overall i find it not difficult at all to get you know to sort of pick a what i would call a genuinely good top 10 out of these films so yeah you know it's like six i think i'm with you on that my friend yeah i think it's been a good a good year for film um Mm. i do think it's been a bad year for blockbusters well, there's that, but then again, I think no, yeah, you're right. I think overall blockbusters are are the sort of the problem. We're not getting what I would call the quality blockbusters of it. Well, of any previous decade, probably. Um, some of them, there's still the occasional exception that proves the rule. There's always a Guardians of the Galaxy here and there, you know. Well, Avengers End, um, right? Yeah, although I feel it's there's somewhat of a bloat to that, you know. <laughs> um. I think there's somewhat of a bloat to that film, but yeah. but then again, it is kind of, but it is kind of the end of that sort of era. So I guess that makes sense, you know. <clears throat> so yeah, yeah, blockbusters are sort of the problem, but they're sol- they're solvable. <laughs> Just write them properly, please. Someone. Yeah, and I, I think I think that's the point, isn't it? Right, we need to get out of this cookie cutter way of doing shit, and I'll actually just. <laughs> okay. Like it feels like everything's being written by an algorithm. Yeah, and it, it's almost like 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 what what do you want your action film to be? Well, I want five action sequences. I want it to last two and a half hours long. I want it to have two lead characters, and I want it to have a girl. 
and return. But, <laughs> like that's the end of it. And and that's like run, and, and run, you get Hobbs run. and Shaw, right? Right, if that. Hobbs and Shaw, I'm not to go on about this. Hobbs and Shaw should not have been the steaming pile of shit that it was. No, it should not have. You're absolutely right. It should have been a distilled essence of what most Fast and Furious films are at their best. Yeah. And that's and look, and I know how bananas that. It's never going to be like amazing, but it should have been. I was bored shitless. How can I be bored shit? My ideal action film stars Jason Statham and The Rock as buddies. That's my ideal big action film. Literally, if you could could define an action film in one go that I would want to see, it's The Rock and Statham. And, you're, and, really? and every moment they're together in the Fast and Furious films, they're genius. Yes, right, exactly. So for fucking what went wrong? Mostly for writing. <laughs> Mostly for writing. Forget, and also it's a wrong director still. I can't help it. I'm a terrible director. Who was the director again? Oh, uh, um, John Wick guy. Just, there you go. <laughs> Problem. Yeah. Like, I just, I mean, and Elba was a massive mistake. I just, I don't, Edgerson uh, was the best thing. No, he was one of the worst things in it. Easily. I'm like, black, easily. I'm Black Jesus. Black, I'm Black Jesus or Black Superman or whatever version we'll leave in the film this time. Like, fuck off. I'm black it's just Jesus. terrible. It's like, absolutely oh, terrible. Oh. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. And he, it and, wasn't his fault, it, but he, it was terrible. And there you go. So that was 2019. We will be back when Ross gets back from America and we will do our look at all things 2020. I can already tell you that the film I'm looking forward to the most next year is Bad Boys for Life. Bad Boys. Bad Boys. I am. I'm excited, except for the, I'm excited, except for the fact that 600 grand was so fucking execrable. So I'm like, oh, Jesus, please let it be any good. Please let yeah. it be some good. Yeah. Mm. I mean, <laughs> let's hope, right? Um... Mm. Let's let's hope. So there we go. So have a Merry Christmas from us. We will be uh, we will be back soon to talk about next year. And no doubt if uh, when Ross gets back, we will have a quick chat about Rise of Skywalker. Um, Ross, have a great Christmas, my friend. Thank you to have a happy well Christmas. Are we are we convening pre New Year? I don't even know. I don't know. When are you back? Uh, I land back on the 30th, so it's not a lot of time. To be well, we'll definitely, we'll definitely get one in around the beginning of January for next year. Um, cool. It's been a pleasure as always. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.